five. Wait. 145. Episode 145. You sure it's not, is it, that's not 144? Okay, so well, I guess the, the last one was the 144, but I guess it's just the official spring training preview. So oh, that, we, can, five, we can make this 144. Ooh, 145. If, I don't know if you know this, but if you're into numerology, that does mean cataclysmic events have already happened and we are in the next level of what is an apocalyptic dystopian hellhole. So um, 145, yeah, that's that's not good if you're in a new numerology. So <laughs> th th things aren't great. So we did this one. We did the last one on Sunday. That was right before hell came. I wasn't like good then. We're having fun on the podcast. I'm throwing retarded around like it's a, it's an, <laughs> which it is, but. Yeah, that's just a, that was a fun that was a fun episode it resonated with the people, and uh, yeah, then things immediately pivoted as immediately. they this new and this new binary world of awful and very very terrible world we live in as the two options that you have. So uh, yeah, I, I, I would assume most of our listeners are in Texas or I guess they're we're big in the Netherlands. God, but the Dutch are so stupid. I no, I'm not gonna hate on the Dutch. I appreciate the Dutch. They're all just you see them at the Olympics, just like okay, guys, y'all aren't y'all aren't Eastern Asian. Like well, I mean, I appreciate I, fucking morons. <laughs> they were Holland. They were go back to being I will respect you. That those are my terms. Go back to being Holland and we'll talk the Netherlands. What are you, Michael Jackson? That's what I call my balls. I suppose that was my joke. Um, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the Netherlands, I appreciate and respect that they are an extremely small country and for a very brief period of time, we're a major world power. And that, that takes an awful lot. Uh, that, of it takes, it takes the boxer rebellion where the, every part of the world, like had part of China, just hated know? China. Everyone, everyone like showed up to China's doorstep and they're like, you're trading with us. And they, and they're like, we really don't want to. And we're like, you don't have a choice. We're selling our crap here. Yeah, That's yeah. The most cool. And like, yeah, the Japanese are like, we don't know why, but we innately want to ruin you. We <laughs> are you. But since we've been isolated on this island and all we do is train, as intense as any people that's ever lived, we just want to kill you. And we, 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 we ultimately will. But your spite will take over the world in the, uh, in the 2020s. So yeah. uh, shout out to China, man. Just fucking taking over the world. I love it. I, I, love I mean... It having capitalism used against me as a country and just be, greed being thrown in the face being the ultimate downfall of the american empire like that for me as a writer it's beautiful so shout out to i think i i think that the it's very ironic that that everyone was knocking down china's door to trade and china was like we don't want any part of this and the world the world was basically like you know yeah you do and and this is now China's time. Like they're like, we you wanted the thunder, I'm, I'm bringing it. And they have definitely brought the thunder, and it's our fault. Like they were perfectly content to just like hang out and and do do them. And we we as a as a Western society forced the issue, and now look at it. So you you get it's it's the reaping sowing tweet, like all like just played out over like 140 years. Oh, well, and, and, and them doing exactly what we're doing, buying up literally anything they can, companies, ports and countries, building up infrastructure, leveraging 
minerals from poor countries. They're doing Creating it. Creating islands. Faction, and, and, and I love it. And uh, and I'd also like, I, I'm going to throw a little bit of the blame on Japan. Again, I'm hard on Japan. I've been on them for a minute. I've, I'm reading too much or too Pacific stuff. But Japan had a very, uh, very decent, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, what the fuck is this? If you, if you were listening to this, you are very confused at how, what, what the show is. But I, I just do want to say that Japan had a chance to unite all Asia and all of those countries in a coalition that would have, that would be running the world still to this day in that moment and would have just destroyed everybody, would have obliterated the world in World War II. But they couldn't get out of their own asses and, uh, and do that. And they let the French stay in Vietnam and all that. But they had a very chance. They had a good chance because China was had never been weaker. They beat them in a war. You have the whole uh, Japan had that was their, their chance to unite. And I, and I think they like the rest of Asia was trying to unite. And Japan was like, no, nah, we don't want whatever that coalition was called. We're like, no, nah, we're going to. We're going to do our thing and just we're going to run with this. We're going to go. We're going we're gonna to go to war with Russia, with Russia and just see what happens. So shout out to, shout out to Japan. Fucking savages. My favorite thing so far is that I had no idea until right now that we were we were actually recording. Like I thought this was still like us talking before uh, before stream. So yeah, we've. Oh, I, I, you didn't see me count you down? No, no, I didn't. So yeah, no, it's a new, it's our new, it's our new politics show, and it is so <laughs> very, very, very much respectful of Asia, but we, it has been very much against it. So uh, <laughs> now, if you're listening to this, yeah. Uh, Luis Garza looks good. Brian Abreu looking great in camp. Yeah, no, that's and great. People that and, and we're and we're and we're, so uh and 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 they're still paying for it to this day. So any uh that's that's about what this is. That's that's Lima time time. You know what you signed. All right, th- have a good night. Thanks everybody for listening. Sponsor our podcast. Oh, um, yeah, I'd be a please actually do because we now we 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 all we need it and we always did. <laughs> How, but, uh, t- tell me so, about, tell me about is, your week. It'll come out today. So you want to, you want to do a beautiful poetic lead into what this week was like here in the, uh, well, you're here in the state of Texas, the entire state. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about your experience this week since we last recorded and congratulated ourselves on a, on a job. Very well done. What, as, what's your, what's your week been like? As bad. And, 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 and uh, let me, I, I want to say that I do like, I do like to be hyperbolic, and uh, I think we, we we live in a society now where everything is literally the worst. It's the best. It's a, it, it, almost as bad as can be expected. And as I record this, yeah, it is from hell, so it's a little bit warmer. But I I still here. <laughs> That's how good the weather is right now. That I'm in a short sleeve shirt, living the summer summer life. I'm a beach I'm a beach babe right now. I just I just came in from the slip and slide. Like it's great, but I have, I still have no heat. So, but yeah, but pipe burst. Yeah. Flooded stuff. Electronics bad. Almost froze to death. A couple nights, no power for a few days. Uh, hadn't been great. It hadn't been great. It's not, it's not been great. I, we, we are very lucky. You can't, I couldn't even get any drugs. I mean, like (laughs) Sinaloa cartel was running my neighborhood literally the night after the freeze. So the Sinaloa cartels here, a big octopus is in the Gulf. It's not great here. <laughs> we, what about you, so, Eric? Not great, I'm sure. 
we we are very lucky. We live around the corner from like a National Guard armory. And so like they're not going to turn off the army's power. So we we never lost power. We we put our thermostat down to like 60 just in solidarity like trying not to overload, you know, what little grid there still was. That's that's such a nice that's such a nice gesture and it, it is an empty gesture and you probably shouldn't have done that. But yeah, no um, need just to, uh, just been like yeah god loved me texas is <laughs> texas is job yes uh, no, no so that's well so that's well that's nice uh yeah the, it the no power thing what was a problem a very much a problem for for two nights for me but one night was it was 48 in here 48 that's yeah, not good but it was it was it was so cold like like existing was was tough like had to sleep in every layer I had covered and everything and it was it was it was a little bit rough um and that was just 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 pounding vodka I, I took a crushed <laughs> thing and I was just hammered listening to Dan Carlin and I just get trying to get mad at trying to direct all of my anger and sadness and frustration at the Japanese, which I will continue to do through this episode. So Japan, <laughs> it, this is my, this is how I commit my own seppuku. That, so. That's amazing. You're, you're, you're appropriating, but also dominating a culture. That's, that's great. Very, yeah. It's very uh, analogous for, uh, for Japan. It's this, yeah, all, the no, it's true. all the shame while having this like, work ethic and drive all at the same time it's a it's just what it is so but so i so i had i said as bad to be expected but even saying that i i felt bad saying that just seeing what everybody in every part of the state is going through still right now so like i it's you got to make light you got to like make life tragedy i feel like when you can but this yeah, not a, not great is what I'm gonna go with. That's usually my take when I absolutely hate something. Yeah, this week was not great for the for the for the entire state, and it continues to be that way. And I I don't know what's still going on where because it's, and we can get into this a little bit, and I'd like to somewhat because the the, the grid that we have is, is so complex that like there's no like some entire cities are out, some cities didn't lose anything, some neighborhoods are out, some. It's it's crazy, and nobody like anybody tried to map out what. Well, if you just mapped out when it happened, like the entire state was dark. Did you see happen to see any of the pictures that people were taking from downtown Houston at the vast darkness from downtown? Did you see any of those pictures? I mean, I saw I saw the I saw the pictures of like everything was dark except downtown, and like downtown was lit up. Yeah. And it was like it. It's it was such a jarring photo, and, and not as jarring as the pizza people, which deserves a Pulitzer. But it was like it looked fake. Like I was like, that's not. That's all because like that's that was looking like Southwest. That's like that's all, that's all of that's not. That's not what it is. There's no way that that's. Yeah. So and and then that's the fourth largest city, and then just and then just keep multiplying that throughout the giant state oh man so i feel like and and admittedly like i mean everyone knows and it, it would take everyone like 10 seconds on google to figure out where i actually live um but i i feel like i i missed 
I, we don't uh, we don't live in Houston. We we were not really affected by Hurricane Harvey, other than a, a ton of people that I love and care about were absolutely affected by Harvey. Uh, we were affected by the cold just because it was freaking cold, but we never lost power. We never lost water. We didn't have water for like six hours. Then my wife like figured out how to dislodge whatever was frozen in our water heater. Um, but That's I nice. feel like this was worse than, than Harvey because like a, a hurricane, a, a hurricane that's to be expected. Like you, you expect, you know, based on where you live, you know what natural disasters are, are gonna come your way. If you live in Oklahoma, you know there's a chance that a tornado is gonna come and lift your house off its foundation. Apache's gonna shoot you up on the side of a horse and eat you and <laughs> your entire family. Yeah, those are the things that happens if you, if you live in Oklahoma. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you live in Houston, if you live in Houston or on the Gulf Coast or within, what, 150 miles of of the coast, you know there's a chance that a hurricane's going to come along and wreck your world for a while. Conclusion. Yeah, but this this was different. Is it going to be? Because they're going to keep churning out. So shout out to Houston, Texas from 2017, the back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back cataclysmic event champions of the world. Crush (laughs) each town till I die. Just. I mean, four straight championships of being, and, and I, I, I say this, but uh, I, I think Matt Lanza had a post, Matt Lanza, meteorologist extraordinaire. Like, Love that guy. Unprecedented, unprecedented, the, from Harvey in 2017, and you can take that back to Ike and other things. I mean, you can, the city of Houston has been cursed for, for a minute and and there are people going to look back and be like man those people just kept getting hit with just punch after punch after punch and we're living in it so I, I guess that to make a positive spin like that's just something that we can be like people can adapt and you can, like adjust and you can like yeah only looking back on it and you're just like reflecting you'll be like that was fucking oh pandemic I didn't I mean I forgot I forgot about that thing this is this felt different this week felt different because i mean you can't prevent like a polar vortex but but this the the pain and the suffering outside of like oh wow it's really cold outside like it was completely avoidable and and it like you can't avoid you can't just avoid a hurricane like if if a hurricane's coming to your house there's nothing you can do about it well this but this and this is this is comparable it 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 totally i mean as far as yeah know two weeks out and probably but but really a week out and 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 that's that's something we can talk about with the grids a bit like well that where how that how it works and why that was just nothing you can do about it but like they knew the storm was coming they they knew the storm was coming and and they also knew 10 years ago the last time you know texas went through and i didn't live in texas in 2011 i lived in nashville um i vaguely remember it being extremely cold uh in nashville but but no, I mean nothing nothing like what happened in, in Texas in 2011. But basically, you had you had energy experts and science and and climatologists and meteorologists be like, no, this happens about once every 10 years. And what do you know? 2011 to 2021 is 10 years. Like this was this was avoidable. But but the people that were in charge of sort of the infrastructure were like, ah, it's probably not going to get that bad again, and just like skipped out. Which okay, and this is this is uh, people are not gonna like this take, and it, and it's it's on it's it's partially true. I, You're not gonna I, like I, my my hot take when we get I to it. Understand 
I do understand that mindset of just like, and, and again, like this is being a very, and, and this is the world we live in. This is being a heavily politicized event and was from Jump Street on both sides. And it, and it it's just not, a, it's not, it's not political. It is, there's somewhat, there's political aspects to it, but that's not what, I mean, that's not what happened here. But like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You're about to say something and I encourage you to say it. Then real quick and I'll, I'll get back on that in a second. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna re, re, rework some stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, didn't wanna, I didn't wanna say what I was gonna say. Wow, it must've been really bad. And what am, what am I, retarded? What am I, Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go in on that yet because uh, th there was, and I wish I had actually looked at the uh, the source of this before this podcast. It was the, literally the only thing I needed to really needed to do. But a, a, an energy guide had a, a tweet thread, basically breaking down how it all works, and the the narrative that is is being put out there, and that understandably so, which was the narrative that I understood before for reading how everything works. Was that that this was this was ERCOT and this was the you know this was just this was just straight greed and then the government being complicit in that and it was it's it was an, actually an amalgam of all these problems in the infrastructure that came together in a quintessential Texas shit show so like it's a lot it was it's a lot of uh, there were errors on, on many levels up and down government wise and corporate wise but this wasn't just Drayton McLean from his lair pushing a button and, and laughing menacingly, just he 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 and temper purrs and locked in a birdcage. It's like, let me out. So we got to freeze the people, Timmy. We got to freeze the people. Like, that's not what that's not. He's like, please let me out. I've been for a since 2005. Timmy, <laughs> you, if we or you don't make noise. And he just goes, Coo -coo. <laughs> that's playing this lair with temper purr and a birdcage. That's a new thing I'm working on. I love it. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, so that, that thread, and I'll tweet it out when I tweet the, the episode out. Um, pretty succinct. It was like a lot of information. I don't know if you read the same thing. I, I retweeted it out. I saw a couple people read this, but broke down from how everything, how complex the grid is, how it works, how it's broken down, how the power plants work, and how they, they plan for maintenance every year in February and March and how you, you have to have a month's notice to turn certain things back on and how every single entity, all these power companies are their own thing and can do their own. So it's like, it's like a bunch of city states in the, you know, it's, so it's a bunch of city states and like as random as hillbilly with a generator all the way up to, uh, you know, medical complex, up to entire entire metroplexes, so and it's each varies depending on what they own. You can so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation, and and I think it's important to get real information out because we live in a time where it's just everything is misinformation. So and it, this will do nothing because this is a baseball podcast, and they've already clicked off when I was yelling at Japan or actually. When, <laughs> when, they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and that's the it was it was yeah yeah. We're we're like, what? 
what is, what is this? We already don't know what to expect, but what is, what, I just splashed wine in my eye, which is, <laughs> but like they were just, people were generally like, what is, well, okay. I, Patrick's saying offensive things that could get him canceled is what we signed up for, but <laughs> yeah, not soft core history. With I, I think that, and I took a pass at trying to figure out exactly, exactly what happened. And, and it, it, it's just a generational failure to make sure that, that the most people that are, the, the, the largest number of people possible stay, stay safe. Uh, and this was, this was a literal perfect storm of, of events. And it started with the deregulation of, of the energy sector in Texas and, and it is complicated, but it, at its very heart, it's not because there's, I mean, there's how I don't mean complicated and how it works. I mean, like how it's just how it varies from just, but yeah, from got pe- literal generators and like trailer parks to like the city of Dallas and how it's so it's complex, how it works. It's you, you, you what you use. And yeah, the, and, and the point—the point of deregulation and, and the the way that I explain like laissez-faire economics uh, to to my students is that that competition helps the consumer, in theory, uh, on a, on a, on a very surface level. The laissez-faire, like the government, just it, you do what you do, and and so when when the energy sector in Texas was deregulated in in 1999 with state bill with Senate Bill Seven. The, the idea was if you have multiple energy companies that you can choose from, then that helps you because you get to pick your, your best rate. It's like when McDonald's introduced a value menu or a dollar menu, you know, you've got other fast food restaurants are like, well, crap, we have to come up with a value menu so that we don't lose all of our customers to McDonald's. But, but there's also a, a, a quality drain when, when, when you go with quantity. And, and, and that just bit us all like, and, and, and others more so than, than myself. And I, I cannot say that I was terribly negatively impacted, you know, by what happened this week, just be just out of fortune and happenstance and, and God well, loves me and not you, um, which is true. Part, that there's one person like you, it's so bad that you are the only case. Uh, and this is not, do not feel bad about this. Like the, are blessed by the Lord himself while we are all myself mainly very cursed very much God does not like me and anywhere that I'm <laughs> oh but he's really like he's really sticking it he's really sticking it in the burning bush I'm getting an entire or just hellscape around me literally literally so so, so don't feel bad but like you are the, I mean you were the only person that I know personally, and this is from tweets and everything that I've heard that did not lose power. We didn't lose power. We we lost internet for about thirty six hours. That was it. We lost, we, I, and again, we we didn't have hot water for for a decent amount of Tuesday. That's but and, and we still our water pressure is still and, and but I mean everybody you know, the, nobody's water pressure is good. My um, mind since it's come back on. So that's, that's been like, so, and, so, and, and every story is like this, where it's like, well, I didn't lose power till this day. So I was good. I was living the good life. I'm, I was, you know, I'm, so everybody has their own tale of when things were, went, went left. And then when they, when they came back on and like trying to, to adjust. So I, I, 
I've had power for a couple of days and water both. Um, but I, again, I, I don't have heat still and I had a pipe burst. So like it, and it, yeah. which is so it just sucks. So, and yeah. like everybody had it because we weren't so, and that's a big part of this too is, and this has nothing to do with the, the energy. And we'll get back to that in a second. Cause there's a lot more to that, but like that we're not, if we were, if Texas was in the middle of the, in the Midwest, we would have the infrastructure because we would know that this was a thing that happens and it would just be, it's like salting the roads. It's like, we just like, we don't, we're not, we don't, that's why we freak. We're like LA when it rains, but we're not, <laughs> we're not a bunch of stupid people, you know? Um, but it's the same things. Like, we're just not, we don't know. We don't have, we don't put chains. I don't, we don't put chains in our tires and know what you do when there's snow, which is a regular everyday occurrence for anybody who lives in that. And they just, they function through what we went through. They just well, that you're you're exactly right. Way if you want to take an optimistic viewpoint from it, like this did ensure that Texas will be unstoppable going forward. Well, not ensure, but it did show you all your flaws that you could choose, which you won't, but you could <laughs> choose. No, that because I mean, I think you're you're. Everything was like everything was vulnerable and everything was exposed. And that's that can be a very good thing. It, you know, yeah, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned. There's a lot of there are a lot of positives that can come out from <clears throat> come out of this complete freaking disaster. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pain until until that happens. But I mean, it, it's sort of like what you said, like someone asked me, like, how did you because we lived in we lived in New York for three years someone was like, how did you deal with this? And, and I was like, we didn't deal with this because where we lived, if, if you had an inch of snow, over an inch of snow, and yes, there were people that were paid to go measure the snow on your sidewalk. If you had over an inch of snow within 24 hours after a snowfall ending, you were given a ticket. If, if you had an over an inch of snow on your sidewalk, um, like there were, you know, in the town that we lived in that had that had 2000 people that lived there year round they had 20 to 30 snow plows there's like 30 snow plows in all of north texas like it was something that i read in the the atlantic this week like Not there <laughs> it's just a it's a we we never whenever there was a huge snowstorm there was a snowstorm that that it's actually a really funny story but uh we got 33 inches of snow in a 24 hour period and and i was I was on my way back from California uh, when all this was going down. So I, you know, uh, which is part of the funny story, not so funny to my wife, but, but I mean, it, and, and by the next day, like they were like, Hey, if you don't, if, if you need to come in at 10 o'clock tomorrow, instead of your normal time at eight, then, you know, that, that's, that's okay. Like it was a two hour delay for almost three feet of snow because they had snow plows going all the time. And so it's, it's not something we never, I mean, it was going to the grocery store, you know, hours after three feet of snowfall, you know, it, it, it was not out of the question. And, you know, for now that you say that, it makes me kind of mad now because, and again, and this is so many different things coming together from the, the grocery stores and how, how we're supplied with our food. It, it makes me Okay, I bought an AR. I bought an AR-15. I am a doomsday prepper. I, I am going <laughs> to train because it's coming, and we will be out of food within four days of an ap apocalyptic event. And uh, it, it, it's going to, yeah, there will be. I'll have to. Sh I'll have to murder a family in HEB, 
<laughs> and like it, it just is what it is. Like that's what's gonna come to. God already hates me. So like I mean that's so that but that but that is I make jokes, but like that's this showed how bad things can get so much faster in in a in a, in a disaster than I even thought possible. I mean it's wild how fast the entire state was out of food and this is like we any secede (laughs) yeah 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 no they're they're i I can't disagree with anything you just said no so so like that so that with that that's that's a terrifying thing that i'm going to choose to push back with every other one of my demons that i've i push it in the back that will ultimately explode in something down the road but uh, I'm not going to have to. <laughs> I, 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 and I joke that, that I compartmentalize like a serial killer, like, like, like student loans. Like I just, I just push that to a, to a far off space in my brain. Healthy way to deal with, with most stuff. But I think it does ultimately like everything in life. It, it catches up to you. Yeah. Like no. You, yeah. Then I'll, I run out of toothpaste and I, on your thing like you can yeah to, to forget about it and push it back that's a healthy way to deal with a lot of things but you it ultimately has to be dealt with so like yeah so i will uh yeah somebody yeah i'll murder somebody in traffic or something like in a, <laughs> uh, like i'll oj simpson something you know i'll yeah. i'll marry my wife and her her lover uh, in, in a fit of rage and then write a book about how i did it literally and <laughs> <laughs> I'll just run out of toothpaste and burst into tears. Yeah, but that's yeah, what, but that's what I'll do. Look, and it'll get published, and that means my dreams came true. So that's that's the point. <laughs> but so, so uh, I want to. Where do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to talk more about? Because you, you, your blog post was the besides the the thread that I'm talking about. Where the and and there was a good Texas Monthly article as well. There were actually there was a some decent stuff about explaining everything which is so important these days that there are people that will will clarify like this is what you just went through here's how because everybody else is telling you it's something else like this is what happened like that's it's it's so it's so it's so important i mean yeah no the the so I, I try and I probably pulled from the Texas Monthly article. The, so I basically like just tried to find as much information as I could. And I, I did what I do on a daily basis and, and just try to find like a straight line from point A to point B. And like, here's what happened. And basically like in the, you know, in the Gilded Age, it was, you know, you, you, the, the robber barons make money. If you own a factory, you control absolutely everything. And then the government stepped in in the progressive era and was like, no, we're going to put some regulations on this. Uh, and, and then over the 19, of course, the 1920s, um, you had presidents that scaled back some of those regulations. And then the stock market crashes and the Great Depression happens. And so when FDR gets elected, he, he basically puts a tighter government control on as much stuff as he can and creates the Federal Power Commission. Is he um, do what? Is he the only president to really do anything to make major changes as a president while in office that that shaped the way we? Is he the only? Is, is he the only guy to do any really do anything? Because I'm gonna Kennedy post Kennedy, you're all you're all global Satanists. So you can't after if Kennedy. Kennedy was the last actual president, and he was killed. Everybody else well, has been lizard. 
So I, I would say I would say that Lyndon Lyndon Johnson did did as much did did a whole lot for civil rights and that and that's pretty much I'll, it. I'll agree with that. And yeah, Lincoln did some stuff too. Gay man, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Lincoln was gay. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard that. But but Lyndon like Lyndon Johnson. Go ahead. He, go back. <laughs> he's a Johnson's a mixed bag because he he pushed through the civil rights act, but also got us like so balls deep into Vietnam that it was almost impossible to extract. Um, and so hey, you're a little bit red, you're a little bit blue. I'm a little this, I'm a little that. A little country, a little rock and roll. i to help and then I'm gonna be a huge burden on society over here. So like, that is just what it is. That's America. Gray area, which is, will be the title of this episode. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of gray area. So. So basically, when when FDR created the Federal Power Commission, it regulated electricity across state lines, and Texas was like, "Screw that! We don't need that because we've got a ton of oil." And so, you know, Texas sort of attached themselves like, "Let's let's have our own grid. We're not there's no oversight uh, by the by the federal government because it's not interstate commerce. It, it's we can so basically the the state legislature and state government oversees." the Texas electrical grid. And, and that, that's, you know, when California was going through all their crap that, that Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw like to dunk on as much as humanly possible, you know, we could not send the, the abundance of energy that we create as a state um, in the spring, summer, and fall. And, and, and most winters, not this one, we, we, we're not connected to the other, the eastern interconnection or the western interconnection so we can't send extra energy the washington reserve i don't it's not it's not much dc i i, I believe no i don't, I don't i did that i don't yeah, that, we, may, that may be true we do have we do have some reserves with the with the federal stuff and then the other one being mexico maybe a small one with oklahoma so there is something but yeah i mean that's a very texas thing to do but i i i still think that's the move even though this happens and that's I why don't. you you don't because now going but going forward we have it all all of this it's all of the infrastructure is there if you have people that are capable and uh and and they did like and, and this guy's point and it was clearly somebody high up at ERCOT and it was just a random guy it was just a, it was a cartoon Abby but this was all somebody who knew knew what they were talking about and they were just like he was just like or she he or she um was just like yeah ERCOT is some of the smartest people like this doesn't fall on on it's it, it's it's everybody and it even talks about like how how it there's still coal there's still nuclear power there's uh the solar which was a big problem with this stuff but what, what was interesting was that companies are given um they're encouraged to expand and and put money back in, into them, into the, uh, to, yeah, pretty much to expand it and to invest back in the company to, uh, to keep up with technology, to build stuff. And, and they're, they're guaranteed a 20% return on some sort of, I, I wish I knew the exact fact, but like basically they're saying, hey, if you are going to build new solar and, and, and try to keep up with stuff, we're going to guarantee that you're going to get this amount when, when, when push comes to shove. But like there's so so we still have so di different kinds of powers. It's just it's just so it's a if you were drawing it, you would be the true detective guy. And they're talking well, about car uh, just drawing 
here and there, and this goes to here, this guy goes to that. Dan Crenshaw's got one eye that he allegedly lost in war. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. What I call maybe. I'm just saying I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And and I say that saying that I had no problem with what Ted Cruz did. No problem. Zero, pro- I zero problem. As upon somebody, if I had that money, yeah, we're all going to Cancun. We're all going to be, I'm going to have a command center at Senior Frogs where I'm having, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a disaster there, but yeah, keep coming. Senior Frogs, I, yeah, it's going to be great. So I, I, so, and I haven't, yeah, so the, the Ted Cruz sucks and is one of the worst people and this will be his downfall, but he didn't, he, he's a snake and he, just leave him alone. Everyone knows. Everyone knows he's a snake, and but somehow is my most hated. Like, oh, he might above everybody because he is exactly what I I, I hate. Like, even like Trump. Trump's an angel compared to, to Cruz because Cruz doesn't have like Cruz. It, what he is is like he would like pour him into any. He would like adapt to any bottle you would pour him into. Like, yes, that he would become that. Oh, yeah, I'm a. I'm a bottle of scotch now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pivots doesn't matter. Like no soul. And that just, and he, he just sucks. So like, but, but the, that whole thing, like I had, a, I just had a problem with, it's just, that's a societal thing. I don't even know. I, we don't even have to get into it. Cause that's a whole other thing, but I'm just saying like, I don't, Dan Crenshaw, I don't believe he's a Patriot and oh. Ted whatever. Who would you, who, okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a choice here. If you could get into the octagon with with and and choose to face Ted Cruz or Jared Kushner, who would it be? <laughs> his wife, while I pounded his face in almost instantly. I would have, actually I'd help him because he already has a rat face. So I'd yeah. actually argue that my fists could be beneficial. I I'd, <laughs> I'd just wrap my gloves and just lather it with collagen. Kind of help him out with help his. Rat he comes out of it he's like i'm feeling okay and then again his wife while um just because he allows that kind of stuff yeah i'm not fighting a guy with one eye that is a villain he might have a spaceship he might have been in war like i can't you, uh, and it's a futuristic one too one that like is just there it's like technology <laughs> he could be an x-men like i don't like so dan crenshaw like that's that's one that like he probably knows three I'm different sorry. like dan crenshaw like yeah he's he's a problem yeah Ted Cruz means that is a win for me to be fair just to clarify I I I did not ask if you wanted to fight Dan Crenshaw I don't know anyone that would want to fight Dan Crenshaw I I asked uh, Ted Cruz or Jared Kushner well Jared Kushner is a space lizard and that is (laughs) that is as unpredictable as anything so anybody that has that yeah look the look of a, a murder doll like that, he, I yes. can't. I want to know, like, what are, like, what are gonna, what are, what are, what am I up against? What am I dealing with? With that, I, I don't know what a space lizard is capable of. <laughs> I, I don't know with somebody like that, like that, just wears flak jackets when not in war zones, like I, but still dressed in J. Crew. Like I don't know. That that's the thing. I don't like. I don't want to deal with a murder. <laughs> Ted Cruz, a lying, sneaking, lying, stealing, sneaking, cheating rat that we know what he is. 
like so i'm dealing with yeah you deal with the the beast you know like i'm not yeah i'm not dealing with that at all kushner that's a very interesting that's a weird choice so it was like i saw something in in lockdown and there was there was like people sending messages to each other because they were just in their houses and they're like, you know, you write something on a piece of paper and you tape it to your window and it's meant for like the person that lives across from you. And then I saw someone who who was like, what's the, what's the name of the the pale Victorian boy who lives in your attic. And it was, and then it was Jared Kushner. Uh, And, and that just like, that's, he's terrifying. Like I'm, I'm scared to death of him. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't think of the name of the doll, which ruined my joke. But like, like the that that doll, it's, it's like Timothy or it's something like I don't I don't remember. But like whatever that, whatever that horror movie was, like that is what I picture when you say his name. Like I picture the murder doll. I don't. Is <laughs> just like I picture. There's a very specific picture of the murder doll just sitting there, just looking. It's just like. <laughs> But yeah, Ted Cruz, like, I mean, automatically, like, you could have said anything else, and it, it, it Ted Cruz is going to be the choice there. So, uh, how, yeah. how spicy was that group chat after someone leaked it to the New York Times, the, the Heidi Cruz group chat? Oh, oh, you're going to let Donald Trump talk shit to me? Here's what you get, Ted. You, are, <laughs> you think Heidi? You already don't have a sex life because you are impotent. So, this... <laughs> That I have because you are giving me a good life. Like we had, this is great. On the on the surface, this is great. Like so, I this is my only recourse is to sneakily betray you because of what you let the, the president say to me, and then you fell in line. And I have a big problem with that as a woman, and as your wife. Like I already hate you and loathe you because you're Ted Cruz. Like and I've stayed loyal this whole time. I've been dealing with this. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna leak the the WhatsApp on this because. We shouldn't be on here anyway, because this is for buying drugs and setting up bombings. <laughs> so you're saying you're saying that Heidi's the one that leaked it, not one of the people. Yeah, he called. Yeah. you. Yeah, this is uh, payback. Yeah, it, it was perfectly set up. You got following the sword, sir. Sorry. This, this is one. You're, you're rich. You're doing OK. You're all right. Your family's OK. Uh, yeah. That's that's a really good theory. That's, that's, that's all, that's, that's all I got because like, I mean, what? Yeah. So she's just like, yeah, she's just like, fuck, I'm gonna let it fly. Like, fuck, t- like, I, I'm not going to divorce them. The opt can't do the optics. We're in the, we're in that thing that we're stuck with this. And I've been dealing with this. This is pent up and I'm, I'm dealing with this too. And my husband is Ted Cruz and he looks like an idiot right now and I'm going to come and take it. And that's what I'm doing yeah. by, le- by leaking these, these text messages. Yeah, that's a big betrayal. And that that's a fun that's a fun layer to the, the whole narrative. It's just like and also the United employee that's just like, yeah, he's on flight this and this and was on this and that. Like, <laughs> the, like the TMZ guy works there was just like that knows Joe Rogan's flying in. It's the same. Just like they instantly know. <laughs> that's a really good theory. Wow. So that's, but that's a fun, that, 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 that aspect of it was, that was actually fun. Like, and I just, I, I, if we were talking seriously, and we might be right now, I don't know. I don't know what's real and what it is. And if you're listening, you probably don't know either. But uh, I, I would say that, like, I, I, if we were talking, I'd be like, I have no problem with Ted Cruz having the means. I don't care how last minute it was. If this is coming in, we know it's coming in, and I can go to Cancun. I'm going to Cancun. And, and I might, yeah, if you catch me with my hand in the cookie jar, I, I might lie right then. I would have done everything the, the exact same way, and I'm not really a snake. So, 
I, I again, Ted Cruz is the worst, but I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get away from this, this mob culture stuff and just this, just this bullshit. Like, dunk on people when that, well, I mean, he did deserve every bit of that, but let's just try, let's, can we just be rational as a people? Like, that just made me, it made me more and more mad. And that's why I'm saying Donald Trump Jr., 2024, we oh my are. God. I'm not I am kidding because that is one of the dumbest people on, that I've ever, ever like one of the dumbest he gets just tricked every day on Twitter retweeting all <laughs> in the game but other than QAnon it's the best it's like he gets tricked into retweeting something every day and it's just like just just absolutely ridiculous about whoever the enemies of the family are and it's funny every single day so <laughs> all right I got I got like five minutes left so what what else we got Ryan Abreu is looking good. Uh, Brent Strom said that he was looks like he could put in be a 200 inning guy, which would be incredible. Which would absolutely be incredible. And but on a real baseball note, to, to close out the show, like <laughs> reading about all all of the arms and spring training already is is makes the 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 propagandist in me the 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 flag go up. Like, do we have all these arms? Is the are a, a, a trick? But all I'm hearing is that everybody can throw. There's people that there's prospects. There's like a, 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 could, could be kind of sick. So the the thing that I saw, and, and I'm definitely when I retweet this, the link to this episode, I'm definitely talking about how we talked about Brian Abreu and and Forrest Whitley, uh, and that's all I'm gonna say. And you gotta you gotta get through all of that to get to this. Okay. <laughs> the, the so there's a really really interesting interview with Forrest Whitley from Fangraphs and Fangraphs you it's not paywalled like it's it's not one of those like you you retweet something from the athletic and you understand that like 20 percent of 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 your friends can actually see it there's Kevin a Gold- really- podcast by the way do what Kevin Goldstein and David J Roth's new podcast and absolutely my dream come true I just want to throw a quick shout out to to that because I'm so happy KG is back. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I'll probably do it tomorrow. Um, but but like there's a the 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 interview with Forrest Whitley, it was illuminating in a lot of different ways. In one, he's super in tune with his mechanics and like how his body feels. Uh he's super in tune with pitch grip and spin rate, like he's totally bought into the analytics. He's also a a big time Trevor Bauer guy. Uh, and, and is super stubborn and doesn't like listening to other people. Like those are, those are direct. I'm not, I'm not embellishing any of that. That all all adds up. But, but he also, I think like one of the things that I got was that he is, he totally understands like this is a make or break year for him. Yeah. I mean, and, and somebody that Forrest Whitley has been so much better than everybody he's played against up until now, up until he got batted around a little bit in the, in the, in the minors, he's like that, that approach is almost, uh, almost understandable. I, and I, and I, it's fun to make fun of, fun of him, but I've, I personally have never written him off. I've always thought that he was going to come eventually. It, it was all going to come together. And, and this is his, this is his but, age 22 season. So if the Astros drafted him now, it's he's younger than, than Mark Appel. Like, I think the whole thing, and, and he even said, like, he was like, yeah, I was effing around a little bit. And, like, this is, like, he, you can't, as, as funny as it is to say, like, he doesn't exist and he's, like, a Yeti, 
uh, in the pitching prospects. Like, I think he un- – do what? That was a pretty good tweet. Yeah. He understands that, that you know, now's the time to kind of step up and, and be the guy that everyone thought you were. And, and, and he's, it feels to me like who his role models are may be questionable, but but pitcher. So let's, let's keep that in mind that I, I kind of like Trevor Bauer, but it, but it's the same thing that made me kind of like Trump. I know know he's terrible, but he is kind of funny. Like, and that's just, and that's, and it, but that's the, that's the comic in me that has nothing to do with as a, as a person. And, Another day, we'll, we will eventually do a baseball podcast, and we can talk about the uh, the battle going on there with uh, with with old Bauer because he can't get out of his own way. Trevor but, Bauer is the Ted Cruz of Major League Baseball. That's a, that is an absolute fact. Well, I would I would I would argue that Manfred is the Ted Cruz of Major League Baseball. Oh, but, that's fair. Uh, but no, no, Ted Cruz is the. Uh, is he the? I mean, uh, Bauer is the. Uh, yeah, no, Kushner can't speak. Cause he's a, he's a, so he can't yeah, communicate like through his evil thoughts. So that's, I don't know. Um, but it's exciting. There's a lot of press and you're just reading just stuff about everybody, relievers. Every, you got, I don't know. I'm seeing some good press and, and I'm excited. I am still excited for baseball, even though my entire world and everything around it has completely fallen apart. <laughs> yep. But like this, well, and and they're going to win the world. They're going to win another World Series, and it's going to be the, and, and, and at least one. And uh, my last take before, because you got to get out of here, is Kyle Tucker. It will replace George Springer and will be an All Star from the lead off leadoff position, and he's going to be so good in the leadoff that we are going to not forget George Springer. We will always honor him, but in terms of the, uh, you know. The army keep moving. He's going to be an elite leadoff hitter, and that's where he'll hit. So from there with with our lineup, I like it. Next time, next time we're going to talk about how I don't like Star Wars. Oh, we are going to go. I can't wait to go in. I'm already mad, dude. You say absolutely sucks. All right, good episode. Great energy. I hope everybody loves how this positive. Goodbye, Brian Abreu, Forrest Whitley. Let's go. Um, baseball. It's back. Shout out to Bregman and everybody doing doing things to help around the city. Goodbye.